Exurgat Deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio deruntium a facia eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is another Chaos News Roundup with Builder Mike and Caleb the Mechanic at Radio Free Catholic. But before we jump into that, let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias do praesidium. Imperatili deus supplicas de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum de trude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Speculum justitiae, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Builder Mike, how you doing? All right. Yeah, it's, uh, we, uh, we, we, uh, one of my uh, good friends from, from the chapel who lost his mother. Oh. And we had her funeral and, uh, and burial today. And this was actually the first time I got to attend a uh, traditional requiem. Wow. And it was wow. awesome. Wow. Well, requiem eternum dona eis domine, et lux perpetua luciat, requiescat in pace. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> coincidentally, it, it's, been a, it's been an interesting, you know, couple of weeks at the uh he, he lost his mom back um i think it was a week ago today and the week before sometime during the week before another one of the uh one of the guys in our in our little circle he lost his mom and they i mean the guy today his mom was 95 you know, the other the other guy, his mom was, you know, in her, in her 90s. You know, these are all, you know, older guys like me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so but the uh, the other guy, he uh, his family is. You know, all over the place. So he he had to like kind of like to make peace. He went with one of the uh, Novus Ordo churches in his area. And he was like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just piped up and said, hey, you know, let's all of us. And I says, if, you know, if nobody wants to do it, fine. But I'll be there with you and we'll sit in the back and we'll pray the rosary during their celebration or life of life or whatever you want to call it. And that was scheduled for Saturday. And we had a bit of a snowstorm Friday night into Saturday. So they postponed it till next Saturday. But anyway, and then... Uh, we had the uh, the mother of a uh, one of the uh, families uh, passed, and he's she's also the mother of a one of the society priests, and uh, and then the and then our our pastor, his mother passed just this morning, so it was really wow. poignant for him to say the. 
um, Requiem. Yeah. You know, knowing that he was going to have to do it again for his mom. Wow. Yeah. Well, dear, so, uh, dear Radio Free Catholic family, um, as we should be doing anyway, but obviously special mention, prayers for the recently departed, especially the faithful in, in, in Christ. Um, we got to make, we got to make sure that we always remember that the, uh, I get a reminder every night on Twitter, uh, because it seems like after right around 10 or 11 at night, it's when Twitter decides to fill my timeline with everybody who died. Wow. Um, and, so, and so I'll run through, you know, 15 or 20 suicides, um, deaths from medical disease. So, some people, you know, had the opportunity at the, at the quote unquote full life, but others where the life were like many, many people who died where their life was cut short. Um, a lot of teenagers, a lot of 20 year olds. Um, so I get, yeah. the, so I get the reminder pretty much every night to pray for the dead. Um, the, uh, and it always, there, there've been a few situations where I've read up and it's hit way too close to home and, and like, cause it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my cousin, uh, committed suicide when we were 23. Oh, wow. Um, and he and I were born, we were born a month apart. Mm-hmm. Um, as kids, we were growing up as brothers. Um, and the situation just see, it was way, way too close to my, uh, to my cousin. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and it was just painful. Oh, uh, yeah. But it was also a reminder, you know, break out the rosary, kneel in front of the home altar, and pray for the dead. Yep. So the, um, yeah, we got to remember to do that, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> so <laughs> the big news this week, you want to start with Russia? Um. Yeah, I think that kind of fits into uh, one of the notes that I had about uh, Freemasonic Wars uh, started by the United States. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before we actually hit the Russia, let's talk about how Denmark, um, Germany, or not Germany, Denmark, Ireland, and the UK, most notably, mm-hmm. um, lifted the COVID restrictions so they're not doing the mandates they're not doing the covid packs uh, the vax ports they're not doing any of that stuff and they're not even doing the mask mandates anymore um and conveniently within days i just found out this morning from my father which by the way oh yeah other actually major piece of big news this last week my father and i uh began the process of reconciliation with each other well that's um, yeah that's huge the uh so um Many, many prayers because he's got a good ways to come in the faith. Like there's a lot oh, yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, it's, it's not just, <clears throat> it's not just the day-to-day stuff, you know, that we usually, that we usually think of. It's actually um, because he, like me, was denied the patrimony of the church. Yes. So like, he doesn't know that he doesn't know the traditions the same way five years ago. I didn't know any of the traditions. Um you know, he doesn't know the doctrines and dogmas mm-hmm. in the same way that I didn't know. So, mm-hmm. like, he, he's got a, he's got a lot of the he's got a long way to go, um, just from that. And 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 unfortunately, I've got to give him the crash course mm-hmm. because we like we've got to sync up our 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 language so we can actually like fully talk to each other. Yeah. So, well, so I've got to put him through the cash crash course yeah. so at least he knows what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, I mean, there is, you know, Father Nix with the uh, Catechism of that my, Yeah, that's right. I got Yeah, I got to do that, too. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to gotta send him those you know, links as well. Yeah, he would probably, you know, he would probably, I mean, he, considering the age group and that, you know, we're used to the, 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 the question and answer style that might work with him. True, true. I, well, I'm not going that route. Um, I'm starting because the first thing I'm going to send him, um, and actually I will have sent it to him before this podcast drops, is the link to the playlist on the story of Bruno Cornicchiola, um, the guy who was going to assassinate the Pope. Okay. Because the one of the things that actually resonated with me about the story had to do with the similarity between his story, my story, and my father's story. Okay. And so this is kind of an opportunity to really be like, boom, this is why you need to be paying attention. And in, and in that story, because it's like a 13-video series, so it talks about Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of the Resurrection, um, like, the whole, like the whole thing. Um, and I think that's probably going to be the place to start. Yeah, that would, that would probably do well. Yeah, yeah, rather than, you know, go with, you know, get, uh, as an introduction. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So... The um, and then I'll send him the five video conference series that actually included the video footage of the 2017 um, miracle of the sun in REM. Oh, awesome! Yep. So the um, because it's always nice when you're actually looking and then you see the cell phone video recorded of the sun flashing and t- changing colors in the sky, and it's like, bro, that was on a cell phone video. When was that taken? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, just like 2016. So. <laughs> wow. It's like that just happened. Congratulations! Yeah. The, um, and the nice part is, is they got the uh, because the, the video camera is like you look past the steeple of the church, so the steeple's in the in the frame, so you have a point of reference. Mm-hmm. So and it's very oh and it's beautiful high definition video. So mm-hmm. wow, hey, that's, but ooh, that's I mean, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Actually, yeah. have you seen that? Have you seen those videos? No, no. All right, well, they're on. They're on. Uh, I think they're on Census Fidelity. Might be another. Okay. But I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll shoot you the link because, because um, I've actually got them set up in a p- playlist, and I can just share the link for the whole playlist. Yeah, cool. The, uh, but it's very, very cool. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. The, but yeah, so. Back to sorry, way major digression there. The, <laughs> the um, but yeah, so like the UK, Denmark, Ireland. Um, I just found out from my father this morning that Ireland is sending a fishing blockade to Russia. Now that's interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's interesting. Kind of, like, like there, there was a lot of, hey, why is this happening? It, like, it seems a little bit weird. The UK dropped it. That's cool. But the Irish government's a separate government. They're yeah. still in the EU. And then they, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, part of this is, I think this is actually in response because the Russian Navy uh, came out and they did exercises in Irish territorial waters. Yeah, I mean, there could be, there could be some just, you know, mm-hmm. You do your thing and stay away from us. And the thing, well, the the thing about it is, though, is I look at it and I go, this all happened one right after the other. It was literally, it was just bop, bop, bop. And, you know, I mean, it was, what, last Wednesday, they got rid of the mandates. Mm -hmm. The next day, 
They're like, hey, Russia, the next day after that, Russia's like, hey, screw you. The, the next day after, like, I mean, and it was Denmark's bringing down the man- mandates also, which I would not be surprised because Denmark's actually, I've served with the Danish military. They're actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would not be surprised if they're actually also probably spooling something up. The um, And it looks like there's nothing that's going to stop this. Um, I say nothing, it looks like. Nothing is going to stop the rollback? No, nothing's going to stop the war. Oh, the war. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's the thing is, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of like one of the memes that we that was out there was like, okay, you know, COVID is over. Uh, let's start the war. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it very much seems like all of us watching this whole thing come to pass is particularly all of us commenting on you know the the whole covid crazy and all that like all of us as soon as it was like oh hey this is breaking off okay hang on there's going to be another shoe to drop yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean kind of like you know another thing another thing that happened back in the uh you know 20s and 30s you know and what 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 got it out of, what got it, uh what was the solution to that was the war you know the uh, the great depression you know and then we had to spool up the war. Yeah, yeah. And there's... Whew. I talked about it on... I think I actually talk about it on the podcast that drops tonight. Okay. Because um, I know the one Embrace the Suck is not going to drop until tomorrow night. Okay. The... Um, or, well, actually, by the I think by the time this... Well, I'm going to put this one in tandem with them. Because I noticed... The weirdest thing happens. The my half hour and shorter, like my twenty minute podcast, my thirty minute podcasts, they get about mid range in the views. Okay. And then my and then my hour long podcasts blow up. Wow. Okay. Which hey. makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't understand how people could stand to listen to me talk that long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but uh yeah, let's see. Proletariat, what changed about Ukraine? Lessons from 1917. That one already dropped. Okay, cool. Oh no, the next one the one that drops tonight is uh Lessons from Ottawa. The uh Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh crap, that's right. I forgot I deleted that episode because I I got to the end of it and I was like, nah, I don't think so. Because <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, I well I do no 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 I mean like I looked at it I was like uh, yeah I don't know if I'm gonna drop that one and I just deleted it the uh, which contributes to the amount of time that I actually spend talking which is why I marvel when people tune in. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's others out that I, I listened to to one of my one of my favorite uh, podcasters the other day and it was over two hours and you know hey it's good. The uh, now the big one that dropped last night was pro liturgia. This one is going to be lessons from Ottawa. Um, the but the lessons from 1917, where I was talking about um, the the Jocko Willink uh, unraveled podcast. Yes, yeah, that was so, yeah. So <clears throat> I got through like I did. So the one titled 1917, and then the next one was um. Discipline and punish, and then there was one right after that. One right after that, yep. Um, 
and I don't remember it was a longer title, but the but there were but there was three episodes that were directly tied to what we did in the first and second world war. Yep. And I've I've never heard an American historian talk about it just openly. Mm-hmm. You know, in in you know, you like all of my friends in high school, like at least three of my friends were like huge World War II buffs. One of one of my buddies, I think he I think he actually wanted to be the reincarnation of James of of uh, George Patton. Uh-huh. The uh, because I mean, like he practically worshipped the ground that had been walked on by that guy. Yeah. Um, the, but when they were talking about the firebombing of Cologne, mm-hmm. and and the dude's actually describing, he's actually reading an excerpt out of out of one of the diaries, and I'm listening to this thing, and I'm going, and we were the good guys. Yes. Yes. Like, how do we like? How do you justify unleashing a firestorm, like a legit straight up? Hurricane of fire on a town. Yeah. And to what like, to what what purpose? The, you know? the I mean and and it was and the thing is is that they're doing this at the same time like the German bombing missions like the Blitz into mm-hmm. into London is like they killed like 20 people. Yeah. And and the allies merc cities. Yep. You know, where like where like a mother so traumatized, so traumatized, actually has the body of her baby burned to a crisp in her suitcase while she's boarding a train. Yep. Because she couldn't bear to leave the child behind. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yep. Like, how many people just went nuts finding out what the fires of hell actually look like on Earth? Yeah. Like, holy cow. And meanwhile, Germany's like, hey, by the way, we're suing for peace because we don't really actually have to keep this up. See, yeah, like, that's, a, that's one like, of the things. You can't yeah. get to, it's like, you can't get to us. We can't get to you. Yeah. So why don't we just stop? Yeah. And, and yeah. Britain's like, no, screw you. Yep. <clears throat> and we paid for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we did, and then we, and then the, and then when the U.S. got into the war, it was over. It was just like, it was like, okay, now we're going full in. And then we turn around and did the same thing to Italy. And it's like, yep. dude, how are we the good guys? You That's know, everybody it. talks about the Holocaust. Yeah. But then there was, but then I'm listening to this thing and, and he's talking and he's like, <laughs> well, there's the possibility that, and he's being very apologetic because he doesn't want to actually just come out and say, you know, he's getting like, they're sending messages from like Dachau and Buchenwald and some of the, and some of these camps. And they're like, we're not going to have enough food to feed everybody here. We can't, we, like, we don't really have enough food to feed the guards, and we yep. definitely don't have enough food to feed the guards and the prisoners. So why don't we look at another alternative? In this case, actually, and this is where it's like, I mean, we could put these people down and just be done with it because we're not, I mean, it's either that or we let them starve to death. Right. And it's just like, <clears throat> I mean, granted, speaks to the, you know, the stupid, sin makes you stupid, so, right. you know, the other option was just open the gates. Right. <laughs> um, but, then, but see, then the thing, I mean, the civilian, you know, not only was, was the military being starved, but the civilian population was being starved, too. Yeah. And so the, the you're, that, you're left with a, uh, an un, you know, how do you solve that? You know, and I mean, yeah, you, like you said, sim makes you stupid. Yeah. And, and when your back's up against the wall and you're that desperate, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, the Holocaust happened. Yep. But the word Holocaust literally means burnt offering. And so I'm having a hard time not seeing the city of Cologne. Yes. As a Holocaust. Yes. Like, I, like I'm having trouble not seeing, and in a much more literal fashion. Yes, much more literal. The, but, and granted, like I'm saying, <laughs> evil everywhere in this one. But, why did we team up with the communists when they were doing the exact same thing? This is, see, this is the problem, is how did we get... You know what? And this this goes back to there were there were communists. You know before there was communists in the government before the fifties. Well, of course, but I mean, and if you but but if you think about it, we knew the communists had already killed like fifty million of their own. The mm-hmm. Holodomor had already happened. More than a million Ukrainians starved to death. Yep. This had already happened. Like we knew. That already happened. And then we reached over and we said, hey, you know, Stalin, why don't you give us a hand? Like, what? You could be appalled about what they were doing to the Jews in Germany. Mm-hmm. But to reach across and do and, and reach across to someone who killed 50 million of his own. Mm-hmm. So that you could be somebody who killed eight. Yep. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, it's. And it's, uh, well, like I said, it goes back to the the, uh, Freemasons. To them, the communists are useful idiots. I don't know about all that. I actually think communism is part of the objective of Freemasonry. I think it's a means to an ends. Um, and I mean, it's, it, it's, it's kind of, it could be kind of like, yeah, it's, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, you know. Regardless, you know, like I've said before, capitalism and communism are two sides of the same coin. Uh, there are no, there are no, there are no families. It's individuals, and the individuals, uh, either the property of the state or the property of a corporation. Yeah, yeah. Or a conglomerate of corporations, who's, you know, pretty much the basically state because they yeah, have at that point they're you know, the state, bought and yeah. paid for. I mean, you know, they're the state, but with better logos. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The, um, but yeah, no, I'd like, okay, so the whole reason to, to even bring that one up is because Hitler ended up in power because of what the French and the British and the Americans did to Germany in the first place. In the first place, in 1917, yes. Yeah, like we wouldn't have even... In 1918. Yeah. yeah. If, like... The thing that was pointed out is like, how do you basically go to a stalemate or a slight victory, and then you're the one who's treated like the loser? Yeah. Like, like, how does that even work? Yeah, it was. It, well, that's the thing is, yeah. What happened? Take, uh, go ahead. Yeah. What happened on November 11th, 1918, was not a surrender. It was an armistice. Yeah. And by 1919, that's when they had the treaty. That's when. You know, and the, a lot of the German uh, representatives at Versailles were shocked that they were doing this. Like, yeah, you I, said, would, I actually it, would have we said, even, okay, let's pull, like, let's like, pull up the war machine and let's keep doing this because you guys obviously lost the plot. 
Yeah, and that's the thing is they they were I mean they were on the they were on the skids too. If it if it hadn't been for the good old USA, you know they probably could have worked something out. Yeah, yeah. Woodrow Wilson, by the way, for those of you who might forget. By the way, it was Woodrow Wilson in combination with everybody's favorite British prime minister. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just want to just want to point that out there. Woodrow Wilson, the British prime minister, and I don't know why I'm brain farting on his name right now, like uh, Winston Churchill. There Churchill, we go. Churchill, yes. Churchill. Yeah. Um, but it was Woodrow Wilson, Winston Churchill, and then 15 years later, it was Woodrow Wilson, Winston Churchill, and Joseph Stalin. Yep. Or excuse me, FDR, Woodrow FDR. Wilson, and Joseph Stalin. Yeah. And like, the, yes. And I mean, the, Wilson was, you know, he... He brought segregation to 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 yeah to that, the government. Come to, come to, let's let's talk about some other stuff. So Woodrow Wilson brings in the Jim Crow laws and segregates the federal government. Now you got black, you've got black water fountains and white water fountains, black bathrooms and white bathrooms, places where blacks aren't even allowed to go. And Nazi Germany is legit looking over at the United States, going, "Who are you?" Yeah. Like, seriously, who are you to tell us? Like, you got this crap going on in Alabama and Georgia and all these places down in, in your country. And you're looking at us and talking about how we're treating the Jews. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. are you serious right now? Yeah. It's now. In order to establish that there are no good guys. Mm -hmm. At some point, you actually have to choose the position to defend the bad guy. So. Clearly, Nazi Germany, like, I don't want to live in Nazi Germany. I don't want anybody else to live in Nazi Germany. I don't want Nazi Germany to exist. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to live in communist Russia. I don't want to live in communist China. And I don't want communist Russia or communist China to exist. Just like I don't want to live in the Great Reset. And I don't want to live under a Freemasonic government. And I don't think that the Great Reset or a Freemasonic government should exist. Yes. Like, this is an each and thing going for all sides. I want Christendom back. And short of Christendom, I will accept a replay of the time of the judges, which is basically Catholic anarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or, you know, the uh you know, like we've 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 said before, the uh the, the you know, Franco and Mussolini, you know. Well, that would be our other very, very good option. Because I'm perfectly content with living under a Catholic government because fascism is republicanism, only it's Catholic republicanism. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. well, you're a fascist. You know what? I'll be a fascist. Yeah. I'll be more than a fascist. It's Christ the King or nothing. That's right. And that's the thing is like you were saying on one of the video, uh, one of your podcasts, it was, you know, uh, the, the bundle together and it's the bundle of uh families mm -hmm. you know not and that this is the thing that we've in the modern you know we had that years ago and and, it, even, and the, it, even the protestants had it by accident by benefit right. of the fact that the catholics weren't moving right <laughs> it's i don't know it, it's nuts to me it, it's <laughs> like i'm trying not to get too terribly excited but you can tell that i kind of feel a certain kind of way Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey, I feel you, bro. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, out of control. These people. Yeah. 
But the other thing was, so a lot of people don't realize that we did to Russia exactly what we did to Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. Like the whole reason why not, why, why Hitler got into power was because we screwed, was because we screwed Germany over hard. Mm -hmm. Well, the whole, the only reason Vladimir Putin is in power is because we screwed Russia over hard. I, my jaw hit the freaking floor. When, when they're talking about how we, uh, Jeffrey Sachs, everybody on this podcast better know who Jeffrey Sachs is, <clears throat> of United Nations Great Reset fame, Jeffrey Sachs goes over, works a deal with the IMF and Poland and a couple of other of the uh, former Soviet countries, and Poland obviously doing well, or uh, at least it's considerably better than Russia, but Poland's doing well, some of these other countries are doing well, Russia... No, we're not doing that. U.S. government, U.S. State Department decides, no, we're not, we're not going to back that. Mm-hmm. And so what happens? Russia goes through what Weimar Germany went through. You got prostitution and porn and porn cinemas in your churches. You've mm-hmm. got like, I mean, you've got people basically selling themselves to whatever. The state doesn't know how to, they're like, well, we're going to give you a voucher, this, that, and the other. And in the course of a few months, well, in the course of a few years, all of those vouchers end up in the hands of six people and they run 58% of the Russian economy. Yeah. Seven, excuse me, seven people. Yep. Six of those people aren't even Russian. Like, what did you think was going to happen? And when you let that happen for 20 years, mm-hmm. and you, oh, well, Vladimir Putin's a killer and he's a dictator. Screw you, dude. Vladimir Putin didn't kill through starvation. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Russians in the 90s. Mm, That's right. He didn't do that. He was trying to get by, just like everybody else in Russia. Who did that? Oh, that's right, Bill Clinton. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put, you know, you put somebody into a, you know, once again, it's, you put somebody into a, a uh, an impossible situation. And they're going to do whatever they can do. They're, I mean, you you make a deal with you know the the the, the mobsters and the uh, you know the former KGB and you know the the military and oh you do what you can you know. And it's and it's not like there's any good guys in the in the Ukrainian situation either because lest we forget that the the guy who was running um, Burisma Holdings, the natural gas company, the whole Hunter Biden laptop millions of dollars fund, you know, where he's on the board of Burisma and this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. the guy who actually led that board, I forget it. Uh, oh, yeah. It gets really, it gets really, it gets really, really squiffy when you're trying to remember one out of a dozen Ukrainian names, I know. But, the, yeah. but, the, but the guy who, but the guy who runs, but the guy who runs that company, I mean, this is the kind of guy, like he got the company by cutting people's legs off with chainsaws. Yeah. 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 That was uh yeah. And meanwhile, they're paying off Hunter Biden and Joe Biden to make a natural gas deal, mm-hmm. supposedly to make a natural gas deal. Like Joe Biden's Joe Biden's tallywhacker is so deep in this soup that oh, yeah. when we when we go to war, I'm not blaming Putin. I'm not blaming uh, blaming Zelensky. Uh, you know, the president of Ukraine. I'm not. Bl- I'm not blaming anybody. But I'm not blaming anybody but Biden. That's it. Because there is no way. Your kid gets paid off millions of dollars. And the worst part is, and when I say it's tangled or it's deep in this, like he's getting paid millions of dollars from the wife of the mayor of Moscow. He's getting paid millions of dollars from, from, uh, uh, 
Ooh, it was almost on the tip of my tongue. From, anyway, from Burisma. Right. And Putin's mad. Kind of rightly so, because who the F are we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're mad. Kind of wrongly so, because the only reason why we're mad is we're sticking our nose in their business. We didn't, we didn't stick our nose in Zimbabwe. We didn't stick our nose in, in freaking the Congo. We barely even stuck our nose in South Africa. We're not nearly as deep into South Africa. We were never as deep into South Africa as we are now with Russia. Yeah. And they all had exactly the same effect on American life. I didn't, oh, hey, free South Africa. How'd that work out for you? Oh, well, they're killing white people now in South Africa. Yeah. Oh, and people, oh, and people are starving where they weren't before. They weren't before. Weird. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, that's once again where, you know. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You look at it, you look at it and you go, um, yeah. Guys, can we quit making the same mistake again and again and again? I mean, I thought we were going to be as bad as Venezuela. We'd be lucky if we get, we'll get off easy if the United States of America ends up like Venezuela. Yeah. That will be get that will legit be getting off easy because the our comeuppance includes nukes, includes firebombing our cities. That's oh, what cool. our proper come, comeuppance looks like. Oh yeah. It includes our people burning to death in a fire hurricane sweeping across cities like Indianapolis and New York. It includes our people starving to death in the middle of the countryside. It includes our people being subjected to having to prostitute themselves and have roaming gangs rolling across the country like out of the Book of Eli. That's what our just punishment looks like. Because that is what we've done in China. That is what we've done in Russia. That is what we've done in South America. From Mexico all the way down to Argentina. That has been our our number one footprint for the last hundred years. Yeah. Yeah, that's been our... Well, even... We could go back to the Mexican-American War. And why did we prosecute that war? Uh, land and to put an end to Catholicism. Yep. <laughs> like, that's it. Oh, there that's might be it. gold out there. Cool. There's yep. definitely silver out there. Awesome. By the way, there's Catholics out there. Kill them. Kill them. You know, and that was, you know, that was the run up. You know, if you talk, you, 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 you look at any of his civil war histories, that was kind of like the run up to our civil war. You know, where we, when just, we became the USSA. It did just occur to me. There's going to be somebody out there going, oh, man, I don't know if I can listen to this anymore because it sounds like they're just oversimplifying everything. It's like, no, 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 no. It's this is what happens when you run the averages. Like mm-hmm. once you once you actually look at the sum total of everything that happened and then you average it out. This is where we're at. Yep. So it has been reduced to like some singular common denominators. Mm-hmm. But this is the average of the fruits of the United States of America. And we got flat screen TVs. We've landed on the moon. We travel around the world. We're titans of industry. We're the center of big tech. Mm-hmm. And we actually think that we're rich, which is probably the funniest. The, um, yeah. on the, and we've been doing that on the backs of everybody else. Uh, yep. Especially Catholics. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that I, I think some of it. Once you get past the founders, it was no longer sort of an overtly anti-Catholic. It was just sort of incidentally anti-Catholic. I mean, it was definitely anti-Catholic all the way up, at least up until the Trail of Tears. Um, but everything after that seems to be more incidental. You know, it was incidental that they bombed Our Lady's Church in Nagasaki with a nuke. Oh, yeah, and they did that also oh. in Hiroshima. Yeah. It was, it was incidental that those were the, that's what they used to target the nukes. Oh, Okay. <laughs> and and you can't and you, we can't forget Monte Casino. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we we can run this one down. Let's see the Trail of Tears, mostly Catholics. Um, like <laughs> we can run this down all the way. In nearly every country, we have managed to replace Catholicism with communism, or socialism, or something thereof, and all of the people have suffered as a result. Yeah. So. And that was... Now, whether and and I only say that because it was after you know after a certain point, the inertia has just been built, and you just sort of do it because it's always been done. I mean, the anti-fascist movement. Who were the anti-fascists? They were against the Mussolini's people. Yes. You know they were. Was, oh, oh that, and they and the and they loved. Communist. And they and they pushed in the Nazis into that group because they were the communists, and the Nazis definitely weren't communists. I mean, they were you know they were trying to get there, but you know, but it's like. Yeah. They pushed the Nazis into the group with the fascists. Meanwhile, Mussolini is there talking to Pius XII, going, Your Holiness, could you just do us a solid and just excommunicate Hitler? Yeah. You know, if you excommunicate him, this will be so much easier. We get the German Catholics to stop giving their support. It was like 50, 55% of the country. He'll lose about half his support in the military, mm -hmm. and, and, and this can be over. How come that didn't happen? Um, well, the obvious one is, uh, what if Hitler sends his tanks to, to Rome and starts butchering priests? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's, I mean, I mean, it's, yeah. it's on, on the one hand, I look at it and I go, I ah, kind of got a point because Hitler kind of had that attitude. Um, but on the other hand, uh, martyrs, duh, saints, yeah, duh. What are, what are they in this? Like I said, the, 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 um, the, Whips in the priesthood is not a a new thing. That, yeah, didn't, that yeah. didn't start with the Second Vatican Council. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's and you know, <laughs> Pius XII, ever by all accounts, seems to be a it seems to have been a very good-hearted, good man, mm -hmm. um, very ho very holy individual. Mm -hmm. um, but he was no Pius X. Nope. Pius the Tenth, I think probably Pius the Tenth probably would have would have been the designer of the first Catholic nuclear weapon. Like, I'm not even joking. Like if like if his <laughs> if his attention had been shifted over a little bit more to the sciences, the nuclear weapon would be a Catholic invention. Because, <laughs> um, like, I could see him going, "Oh, you want to play games? You're excommunicated. Anybody who helps you is excommunicated, and any Catholic in America who allows this to carry on." In yes. fact, actually, I think Pius, Pius X, if he'd have been alive in the Second World War, he would have excommunicated damn near the entire Catholic world for participation in the war. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it's, I just, that's what it looks like to me. Because he, he seemed to be that kind of guy. Like, he was, he, I'm not, he's literally the guy who said, you don't pull the punches when you get in a fight with a modernist. You that's strike right. as you can, and you beat them into total submission. That's right.
and that's that's what's missing you know oh well so, i think and all like no joke in fact actually if, i think if he'd have been alive for the first world war he'd have excommunicated every catholic yep oh and like everybody who's participating with this yep. you're not doing like no yep. but the, see that was that was going back to what happened in the you know the 1870s when they when the freemasons took over italy and held the pope hostage yeah oh yeah and and almost forgot i mean it is the 1917 code of canon law and i think pius the 12th would have wielded would have wielded that like a two-handed greatsword oh yeah i mean i mean he'd have been like the grim reaper the harvest is ripe and here i come here i come <laughs> yeah, um. yeah. i mean you'll we'll you know we'll set you right we'll you know give you a dose of uh, reality here man and that's Yep. <clears throat> Obviously, Pius the Twelfth, not that kind of guy. So, no. and 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 we all paid for it. But here's the thing: God didn't appoint Pius the Tenth to be Pope during the Second World War. God appointed Pius the Twelfth. Yeah, well, that's see. This is the thing: is that we get the popes we deserve. Exactly. God's justice is perfect. Yep. God knew what he was doing when Pius... I mean, it's and it's not even like it was a secret. Pius XII knew he was going to be Pope in... What was it? Like, right around... It's like 1920-something? Mm-hmm. The, um... Because <clears throat> it was literally... Cause, and that was actually part of the story... Um, the whole overarching story of Bruno Cornicola was included, and there was a prophecy, because uh, there was... So, the Blessed Mother appears to a woman. I think she was a nun. Um, and then tells her to go to and find somebody dressed like this, this, that, and the other, render this message. She's going to introduce you to a car, who, who, to her brother, who's a cardinal, and then you de- you're to deliver the message. And then when you're done delivering him that message, tell him I said he's going to be Pope. Wow. And that was, and that was Pius the 12th. <clears throat> it was Pius the 12th who got that message. Wow. So, so it, like when I say, Pius the Twelfth was ordained by God. Yeah. So, and all of this is, and this is all in the in the apparitions of Our Lady of the Resurrection, um, and it's interwoven with Our Lady of Fatima, obviously, because that's wow. how the Marian apparitions go. Yeah. But, but this is at like when I say Pius the Pius the Tenth wasn't appointed to be the wasn't appointed to be the Pope in World War Two, Pius the Twelfth was. Yep. That is a literal statement, as literal as I can make it. Well, that's and that's the thing is, you know the. The society once, you know, the, the aftermath of World War One, you know, that was the 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 last of Christendom. Oh, and canon law was harsh as hell. Yep. The, the seventeen, the nineteen seventeen code of canon law. Oh yeah. You, they were like, bro, we're not even going to waste the paper to excommunicate you for some of this crap. Yeah. It's just going to be a fact. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's automatic. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then the eighty three code. Yay. Yep. <laughs> Although, admittedly, after looking at the at the decrees from the Council of Trent, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the code of the seven the nineteen seventeen code of canon law was the aberration. <laughs> the because um, it like there's a lot of strict stuff, but when you but like going through the, the decrees of Trent, you look and you're like, all right, some of this stuff that I really don't like that some of these people are talking about is in Trent. And since Trent was the infallible one, I'm going to go ahead and take Trent's word for it. And I'm going to back off of something like I've backed off a lot of arguments. <laughs> it's like, 
Ugh, all right. I mean, I'm, like, morally speaking, I'm still in the right, so I'm not going to delete. I'm not going back and deleting any of those tweets. But I'm not a canon lawyer, I can, but I can read. Right. And, uh, I mean, those words are pretty odd. Like, it's pretty obvious. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is how we're going to do it. And it's and it's supposed to be always – everything is to, supposed to be considered in in mercy and charity. Right. And every time they cite both of those – Mm-hmm. Mercy always comes first. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they 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 uh, correlate. There's a correlation between mercy and charity. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, there's a correlation. But every time they talked about it, you can tell that the intent was start with mercy, remember charity, because it's about wanting the that which is the greatest good for the for the other. Yes. But but you start with mercy, and and so like. When you you read enough of those and you're like, okay, mercy first, then charity. Mm-hmm. So do it only if you really, really have to, and try to exhaust every other means. Yeah. And well, it, and it's like, all right. Yeah. I mean, that does that does sound like you know, Father Fluff and Fluff of of you know, rainbows, rainbows and lollipops <laughs> parish in the Bogus Ordo. Well, so. see, and that's that's I think that's probably why they came out with the uh, uh, pious tense version of the. Was that 17? Yeah, the 1917 code. 17 canon law because, and just coincidentally, that was like, while while they were killing the last of the Christendom. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, yeah, you, know, you could tell, yeah, there's definitely a field of the 17 code. You know, where it's like, we're not playing this game with you people anymore. You guys killed yeah. 30 million people. Yeah, and you know, at, back, at, back at Trent, you were trying to deal with people that still, still had the faith. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a lot of what Pius X was all worked out about. Was he like saw this, you know, disappearing? You know, he could. I mean, he's you know, there were modernists around when he was. Otherwise, he wouldn't have wrote against them. Yeah, and he yeah. he said, you know, it's time to you know, it's time to to to, to like you know, it's time to step up, make yeah, it a little more cut and dry. Yep, you know. This, yeah. this, and I think that he he knew that they were going to take this mercy thing. A little. Just oh yeah, without a doubt, because it's always too far. It's always it, like a one-way mercy, too, isn't it? Yeah. Like you, you, you get that you get that abominable little. Oh man! Oh, I, I'm so glad that I'm actually recording and I'm conscious of it, because I almost said something about a priest that I would have had to go to confession for. Yeah. <laughs> But this abominable little man mm-hmm. uh, that was actually just featured on uh, uh, Dr. Stein's uh, Return to Tradition podcast. <clears throat> and I'm listening to this little woman. And <clears throat> I feel like I'm even actually pushing the boundaries by saying that. But the, <laughs> but I'm oh, listening to this The guy. yoga breathing guy? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. That See, guy. That's like, I, boy, like yeah. what a waste of of anointing! Like no. you anointed that as yeah. a priest. Yeah. Oy. I mean, Rabbit I don't even think you. the uh, I don't even think the Pentecostals would take him. No, well, no, definitely not. <laughs> For, well, ugh. Lord, they the Pentecostals would be like, you know what, Father, I'm going to pray for you because I think you have a homosexuality demon on you. There, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe... Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, Lord in heaven, have mercy on us all. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, gracious. Oi. I just... Ah. That even remind well, no, I, I don't. I don't even want to get lost on this guy because yeah, yeah. No, let's, let's uh, move on. That no, it's guy. Been, it's, been, it's been this guy. That was that was actually one of the first notes that I made was about the. Uh, you remember the uh, the the uh, the hubbub on the Twitter about the uh, midnight Eucharistic fast? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, come on, guys, you know. I mean, I'm not. Fa- I, I here's so point blank. I leave for mass at 11 o'clock in the morning, 11, 11.30, maybe 12, depending on, actually, depending on what I anticipate for traffic. Right. Um, I arrive at Holy Mass at 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Pray the rosary, celebrate, you know. Uh, um, uh, oh, this is like four? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like mass, yeah. Start, mass, start, mass starts at four. Um, come out of there, like mass, usually, you know, yeah, usually at five, 5.15, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not fasting for a 200 mile drive. No. So, so like it is first off, <clears throat> given the fact that there's Sundays, like now, granted, I don't, I don't like, I'll uh, usually when I go, like I'll stop off and I'll pick up like a couple of those, um, um, like those, you know, the, in the gas stations, they got those little rotisserie things where they got like the little tornadoes and then they got like the, like the hot dogs and whatever. Oh yeah, so I'll use so they got in in the gas station up here. They got um like Monterey Jack chicken, like a little hot dog looking thing, right? With breaded with breaded chicken. So okay. I get a couple of those and a cup of coffee, and then I get a uh, like um couple of cans of like Coca Cola with coffee with the uh, the new uh, basically. So we so you would know them as a Manhattan special. Okay, I did. You know, that, you know, that, you know it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Coca-Cola now sells a Manhattan special. They call it Coke with coffee okay. or Coca-Cola with coffee. Um, and so I'll pick up a couple of those to kind of make the drive down. And usually I got to pee like a racehorse when I get there because <laughs> yeah. it, because there's no, like, where am I going to stop? It's 200 miles driving through the mountains. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can't even pull up. There's probably not even enough room to pull on the side of the road. Well, I mean, there is, but I'm trying to get to Holy Mass. Like I can well, hold it. The, um, so and oh hey by the way all for the greater glory of god like yep. it's you know let me get to holy mass and we'll and when we get there yep. you know I'll, I'll <laughs> we'll we'll get there exactly we'll get there. anyway yeah. so but but that's that's the see that's the exception and, and this is and, the whole arguing from the exception <clears throat> well here's the thing though i understand it's an exception right now if i were going to mass at um, at the Immaculate Heart of Mary Church up here in Great Falls, uh, which is the set of a contest church. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to fast from midnight until I'm going to be asleep for most of that time for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, same, that's part of the same. reason why it's called the midnight fast is you take your happy behind to bed and then you wake up in the morning, you go to mass and then you eat. And then you eat. You know, I mean, even if mass is at, as at, is at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's not oh, yeah, that yeah. difficult to wait until... 11:30 at the latest, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, even like if I uh, back when I was still back, back before Tradiciones Custodes, um, when I when I would in the in the weeks where I wasn't driving 200 miles to go to mass, I would actually just go to I would just go to Corpus Christi here in town, um, you know, because it was Latin and the priest was very much a traditional priest and not crazy. Um, oh. <clears throat> and he was a very like a very good priest. I, mm-hmm. I like it, I pray for him every day because I. 
I wish he would just come over because was it you can see Latin? like you can see was that was it real Latin or was it Novus Ordo in Latin? No, he did both. Okay. He did both the Novus Ordo in Latin. Well, like he so he had the regular Novus Ordo Mass, and then he had the Novus Ordo in Latin, and then he also celebrated the traditional Latin Mass. Wow. Yeah, like this is like this is good priest. Like, yeah. Really, really solid. Um, you know, levied to get the high altar put back in the church with the tabernacle right where it belonged instead of off in the oh, corner. Wow. Yeah. Like, like good priest. Okay. Um, and then Traditionis Custodis came out and he chose allegiance to the bishop over allegiance to God. So, yeah. but, but like the mass there was at 1130. Okay. So I'd go to bed Saturday night and mm-hmm. then I'd wake up and meander about the house a bit, say some prayers, mm-hmm. um, you know, do my actually spend about two hours on, you know, like census fidelium or the like and pull down. Cause I'd love the Sunday, like uh, the stuff that comes out Saturday night, Sunday morning on census fidelium. Mm-hmm. The, um, <clears throat> and then I'd go to mass and then I'd stop and then I'd stop off and get a bite to eat on the way back. So like we should be like, no joke. We should be able to at least make it to right around lunchtime. Yeah. Just, just naturally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now you got five kids. You got you got seven kids. Like if you're an actual Catholic family, all right, maybe cut that a little bit down because you know baby's baby's not waiting. No, baby's, no, not, getting, that's the thing. baby's not getting the Eucharist anyway. Yeah, so it don't matter for the kids. So go ahead. Yeah. The but but I mean like even but even like you're spending all this time, you're doing all you know, you're giving them breakfast and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 and you're going through all of that stuff. If you suddenly feel famished and you need like a protein bar or something, or you know, or a cookie or whatever. Like, seriously, I'm not going to be the guy to judge on that. Right. Um, now, for dad, don't be a pussy. Right. For mom, I mean, let's be real. It's mom who's taking care of the kids. Dad's like, come on. <clears throat> like, he might, like, he's helping, you know, maybe helping the boys tie their ties and this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But all of the real heavy lifting when you're getting ready in the morning, in most families, it's usually it's usually mom. Yeah, you know, be, and and like, oh hey, by the yeah. way, it's it's not like it's dad's fault. It's just that you know, dad works not you know works a day job or whatever. He's not usually there getting the kids ready for school and doing all that other stuff. And mom's and mom. And by the way, this is how I know it's true because mom already has a method. Right. Yeah. Mom's used to it. She's got mm-hmm. the she's got the drill, and she just takes care of it. Exactly. Now, does that mean dad should be sitting back like that? No. No. But. He should be but helpful. Is, <laughs> but I've but I've seen many people. I've seen many husbands try to help and interfere instead. Like well, where they're messing it, where yeah, they're messing it up. Be, yeah, there has so, to be. Yeah. Now it's, <laughs> you know, it, but that's one of those. Like you look at it and you go, you got to kind of take it in the case by case. Um, no, if, you, if, if you if you know intellectually that you're called to do more and you don't, right? Take that to confession. Right. Because that's a big deal. Right. That's actually kind of the, if you know intellectually that you're called to do more, if you can feel it pulling at you and you just, and like you, like you have, like you reach over, you grab the cookie real quick and you go, oh man, I really shouldn't have done this. Take that to confession. Take it to confession, you know, and you know, if you can't, if you can't get the confession that day, then you just, you know. Well, I mean, you're not getting the Eucharist anyway, in which case. That's what I'm saying. Skip it that day and you're good to go. 
And oh, hey, by the way, you can take it to confession. Well, I say take it to confession. That's more obviously. That's not a mortal sin. It, it it becomes a mortal sin when you when you break the fast and you have communion. Right. Right. So the uh, but is it you know it could be it you know it's it the thing is is that most of the time when we're talking about this. Because, like, hey, we're arguing from the extremes. Well, the problem is, is that the thing that we're arguing against is rather extreme. Um, I heard it actually put put best. It's like, you got people walking into Mass with Burger King, who are sipping on a cup of coffee, this, that, right. and the other, blah, 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 right. sitting down at Mass. Right. And then and then go up and receive the Eucharist. Right. Well, that's you know, the we're, <laughs> I mean, and you, you figure if you, if this goes back to, if you believe that this is the body, blood, soul, and divinity, and Jesus is coming to you. Do you want to do? Do you want him to be splashing down into your half-digested whopper? <laughs> I'm so glad you put it like that. <laughs> Perfectly put. <laughs> yeah, no, that's and that's <laughs> that's kind of the big deal. Like that's actually kind of the whole point on that. The um, that's, and that's wow, man. Second major tangent. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> The, well, uh, I don't even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I've got time to talk about the other piece. Crap. Oh, the um, on an hour five. <laughs> well, no, no, that's uh, we're, we're only fifty-seven minutes at recording. Oh, okay. I think I think we could take it. To, I think we can take it another fifteen or twenty minutes. Okay. Um, cool. If not, I've, if not, I've got a way to actually shrink the file down so we can still get it on here. Okay. The um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, let me let's actually kind of drastically shift gears. Okay. Um. So embrace the suck. We're going to jump over to Ottawa real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people don't understand that if this truckers strike, because that's basically what it is. I mean, it's a party to be sure, but right. it is basically a strike. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're doing this, this parade thing, they're not hauling goods. Exactly. And even if they didn't bring their tractor trailer into Ottawa, like the fact remains is the driver of the tractor trailer is not there. So, the um, <clears throat> this is going to put a pinch. Mm -hmm. If this goes on for a week, stores will not recover for at least a month. Mm -hmm. If this goes on for two weeks, stores may not may not recover for four months. Mm -hmm. All right, because that's just kind of how this goes. Yeah. It is. It is not when you're trying to catch up with the pace. It is not a day day for a day. So it's like, hey, we're gone for five days. It's a five day delay. No, that's not how that works. Right. Um. So if this goes on for a full week, the people in Canada, they're supporting it now. Don't be little girls. Um, because if this goes on for a full week, your store shelves are going to start to go empty. Your gasoline pumps are going to start to go empty. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff is actually going to start to go empty because these things yeah. are not be tra being transported across the country. <clears throat> your Amazon deliveries are not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is happening... This is going to happen across the board. It's going to last. If this lasts for a protracted period of time, there's going to be a lot of pain. Well, now, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, that I mean, the, the, this is the thing is that it, it, it's you, you're getting into a Mexican standoff here. Yes. The thing is, and this is why the podcast that's actually going to drop, I guess it's going to be tomorrow night, because the first one's Lessons from Ottawa, and then the next one's going to be Embrace the Suck. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but the, the thing about the podcast is going to drop tomorrow night is the, 
or as we're recording this anyway, the, um, <clears throat> you have to be, this is a war. The elites yep. have been conducting war, psychological warfare, economic warfare, and sometimes just plain warfare yep. against all of us. There is only one way to make this stop, and that is to actually throw your bodies upon the gears of the machine and make it stop. That's it. That means you got to be willing to sacrifice food. You got to be willing to sacrifice comfort. You got to be like, you got to be willing to sacrifice everything. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, because this is actually where we're at, we're kind of at that point. You know, there used to be a period in time when you didn't have to go to total war. We're not there. That's not how this is going to work anymore. We actually have to starve these people out, which means we have to be willing to starve ourselves yeah. to starve these people out. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but it, it's true. Now, one of the things I like about Embrace the Suck is it is a concept in the mili- for, for, for military guys. Mm-hmm. When, somebody, when somebody looks at you and goes, Embrace the Suck, it's because they're conscious of the fact that what they're doing, they don't like. Right. What they're doing is uncomfortable. What they're doing is painful. But they're not going to get done with that day until they've done all of those painful things. You are not getting out of doing it because you have to achieve the mission. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, there is probably in the military, there is not a more Catholic thought process yes. than embrace the suck. It's yep. the whole point behind it's the whole point behind getting close to the cross. You embrace the suck for the for the sake and love of God. Yes. Yep. The <clears throat> this is actually where we're at. Yeah, this is this is now, exactly now, where we're at. If we don't do this, the end state is is they're going to successfully overturn the economy. I actually just dropped a very angry comment, and I was angry at the dude who was actually doing the video because I'm just like, oh my god, you don't see it. Like, like you literally yeah. actually think you're with the good guys, which is cute. Um, <laughs> but in the comment, I was like, look. China's housing market's collapsing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we there are a decent number of people who know this. Mm-hmm. The Federal Reserve printed more than $150 trillion in the last 10 years. In fact, they printed $100 trillion in the last 95 weeks. Mm-hmm. So there is at least a $150 trillion inflation bomb parked in the middle of the global economy right next to the Chinese housing market that's about to explode. Uh-huh. And what ends up happening with that is they're good because they're going to get what they want. They already like the whole point was they moved all the money around to the places they could get so that this way they could buy up all the property. You know, most people that like who's been the biggest increase in home ownership? Oh, BlackRock, Blackstone, hedge funds. Yep. And that was done on purpose by the Fed. Yep. All right. And we didn't just do that with BlackRock and Blackstone in America. We did that with the world. We dropped like three or four trillion dollars into Germany, a one or two trillion dollars into the UK. I mean, and we just dumped this money out into the whole world, bailing out every friggin bank on Earth. Mm-hmm. Why? So they could blow up the economy so that you will own nothing because you won't be. I mean, you're not going to not going to be able to afford a house. That's it. How you you go, like, like, how, how are you going to buy a house? Sorry, mm-hmm. bro. You're renting from here on out. Yep. 
They're going to make you eat the bugs. They're going to make you eat the bugs because they're going to, you know, cut off all the food. So no matter what, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be living in the pod. You're going to be eating the bugs. Yep. That is the outcome. Mm-hmm. I, I had an epiphany. 2030 is not a goal. It's a path. Yeah. The elites figured out that they're going to manage to get it. Like all of this stuff is basically kind of on an inev- inevitable ride. Yep. It's like Thanos with the freaking infinity gauntlet and no Captain America. <clears throat> the <clears throat> sorry, pop culture reference. Didn't hey, even yeah, drop that in there just yet. The, um, but yeah. the, uh, but it's, it's like, it, this is becoming inevitable where even if like, no joke, even if we were to try and pull back, the fact remains is who's going to shut down BlackRock? Who's go- like, who's actually going to say you guys are all going to jail. We're seizing all your assets. And then where do you put all the assets? Like, seriously. Like, there's no mechanism for a jubilee. No, no, there is not. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, you, who are you going to go to, you know? Exactly. Well, and where's the money? There, where's there the money go? It. Who's Where's the money go? Who's getting the house? What's that going to do overall? Like, seriously, yep. there's no mechanism for this. Yep. So this, so when this happens, regardless, like, the elites are just there going, hey, by the time this is done, mm-hmm. we can have everything. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only one way to stop it. And you have to stop everything. Yep. You actually have to pull out. You have to stop shopping at Amazon. Like no joke. Yeah. You have to stop shopping at Amazon. You have to stop shopping at anything but your local grocery store. You yep. have to like. And oh, hey, by the way, like those of you who are participate, and I oh, and I, oof, and make no mistake about this because this is actually part of the reason why I've been thinking about this is because part of this mechanism means that I have to stop working. I have to stop working. Why? Because yeah. I fix planes and planes are part of the are part of the bloodstream yeah planes trains and automobiles yeah part of the bloodstream and the only way that you get this to stop is you stop the blood flow you make the heart have an attack yeah and you cause dc and all of the state capitals to choke out Mm -hmm. with a blood choke yep that's where this is at yeah (laughs) <laughs> which is probably actually why when I was sitting there, as soon as I got done recording em- embrace the suck, when it popped into my head <laughs> that the, um, well, uh, go to DC. Okay. Sell all your stuff, go to DC and start passing out miraculous medals and start ministering to the homeless. That was literally Wow. As soon as I hit the stop button, that was literally what popped into my head. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look at him just like, I don't know that I'm ready for all that. Yeah. Like, Hey, I know a guy that can get you some miraculous medals. <laughs> I just like, was like, wow. isn't there something? Like, I literally, like, my first was like, isn't there something closer? Couldn't I go to, like, New York? Yeah. Like I don't know anybody in no. DC anymore. Can yeah. I go to like New York? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and like it's the same job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chicago, but, Philadelphia, you know. But that was not the image. The image was actually was actually living out of a tent in Washington DC alongside the homeless, handing out miraculous medals and and and, and ministering to them and getting them into church. That's in, that's interesting. That, where are you, you going to get them to in DC? 
I, I don't know. I'm pretty well, sure part of that. I'm pretty sure part of that was stop by North 40 Outfitters. Go get get yourself a tent and a, you know a few minor items that uh-huh. that'll get you by. I've got a pack of mir- miraculous medals in my car, and, okay. I, and it was and it was literally it was like it was just sell it all off, and go. Wow. And I'm like that. Yeah. Is freaking terrifying. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. The um, but, I mean, as long as I get some chainmail or something I can wear under my clothes. Yeah. So this way I don't get stabbed. I know. Uh, oh man. Wow. But that like, yeah, that was. <laughs> I was just like, oh, what? So that was, and that was what I was meditating over. Yeah. Uh, also, new questions when I was praying when I was praying the rosary. Because uh, of course, you know it's Monday, so it's the uh, uh, joyful. joyful, yeah, the joyful mysteries. The um, I always flip joyful and glorious. I know good and well it's joyful and glorious, but it did just like in my head they always flip. The um, but yeah, it was it was like you know that stupid question, Mary, like that stupid song, Mary, did you know? Oh yeah. Okay, so the question actually for me was Elizabeth, did you know, and how? Like, how, like, like legit, like, how did you know? Cause she, cause, cause, cause the blessed mother walks in the door and mm-hmm. Elizabeth greets her and immediately says, how is it that the mother of my Lord has come to see me? Well, that was, um, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that. But the, the baby, jump, but the, but the baby jumping in your belly and yeah. you jump immediately to the mother of the savior of mankind. Yeah. That, but, um, that's like in it, uh, the like I, city. Yeah, I, I, it, it was just, well, see, the, you've read it. I haven't, because I'm uh, just like, how did you, because that was the question. That was like yeah. the, uh, you know, at the, at, the, at the enunciation, because, and the worst part about it is, is all of the questions. So I had like uh, five or six questions, because mm-hmm. there were two in the questions of um, uh, the, pre- uh, the purification. Um but at, it was at the purification that where where it it occurred to me that you got Saint Joseph, you got the Blessed Mother, you got the baby Jesus, mm-hmm. and as and as Saint Simeon is is prophesying over Jesus mm-hmm. and then prophesying over Mary, mm-hmm. it occurred to me that it was in that moment that whatever doubts, obviously the Blessed Mother didn't doubt, um, but whatever doubts in particular Saint Joseph might have had, right. They were gone. Yeah, I think a lot of that was more for St. Joseph's part than than anything else. And I mean, it, like, going back to the mystical city, the uh, Simeon was in the temple while Mary was in the temple. You know, yes. starting when she was like a toddler. Yeah, yeah. The It's... It was in the, I think it was by like the seventh or eighth uh, Hail Mary, mm-hmm. where I was no longer thinking of it in terms of the purification. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of it in terms of the mission. Right. And then, and then I get, and then I get to the fifth mystery, and I'm like almost entirely meditating on from Saint Joseph's point of view. Mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. at this, where it's literally, it's at the moment when he realizes he loses the child Jesus, and the word that he says says to Mary, I don't think was so much for Mary as it was for Joseph. 
because it was. Yes. You're not always going to be able to protect me. And when this starts, you're not even going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And very. Like I'm coming through and I get to the end and I go, okay. So now that I've kind of sorted all of that out in my mind, seriously, you want me to sell everything, go to Washington, DC. <laughs> <That's, Yeah. laughs> I was just like, um, I feel like I'm going to have to talk to a few people about this one. Yeah. Like, like I'm definitely going to have to bounce this past my priest. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he thinks it's nuts, which I mean, he probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if he thinks it's nuts, he'd probably prey on it also. The, um, yeah. yeah. So there's, yeah. Wow. But I was literally looking through and I was like, oh, hey, I like, as I was, looked around the room, I saw three items that were coming with me. But I know they're coming with me mm-hmm. because like, as I did, like, I'm like, I'm just starting to get up. I'm looking around my eyes kind of sweep across the home altar. And then I stand up, I turn around and I look at my coffee table. Um, and, and it was like, okay, so the Bible's coming with me. The manual to the Holy face is coming with me. And then most of my, and, and, and then it's like the rosaries and chaplets. Um, it's only going to be one chaplet and two rosaries. Yeah. And then, and everything else is staying here. And I'm just like, whoa, wow. that's, that's, I mean, granted, my Bible is huge. Um, oh, and the cruci- and the, the crucifix I have actually, <laughs> which sits on top of the, like they, they kind of glowed as a set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. So none of the missiles, this, that, and you're like, what the heck am I going to do with the rest of this crap? So yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, um, yeah, wow. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, wow. because I got to admit that that was not, what I was expecting, and oh, hey, by the way, I could, uh, no joke, I could be delusional, but I mean, I. Ugh, yeah. The worst part is it sounds. The worst part it sounds like him. Like that sounds like what he would say. Why? Because he said it to the rich man. Yes, perfection. Yeah. So I'm just like, ah, oh, that's not outside the realm. Oh, yeah. crap. Yep. And then there was also further. It was like, oh, yeah, and by the way, you're going to do this as a layman. It was like, what? Yeah, well, there's, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to do that as a yeah, religious. Yeah, but at least I could pawn it off on a priest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see, because obviously something like that's got, you know, you know it's going to take way more than one rosary. Um, yeah, yeah. To, I mean, you to, know, to it could past, be just so. a just a nudge, you know. Oh, that was a heck of a nudge. I don't. Yeah. It was a it was a non sequitur in thought, and you'll understand. Like when you get to the end of the of the embrace the suck, okay. you'll understand exactly how much of a non sequitur it was. Okay. Like like because I went literally from hitting stop recording to that thought. Wow. Clear as day, and I was just like, whoa. So, yeah. yeah, when, yeah, it, uh, unfortunately, I, actually what I'll probably do is I'll probably send it to you. So you understand, um, but it's not going to yeah. put, yeah, I, it occurs to me. No, you know what I'll do is I'll post this tomorrow mm-hmm. and then we'll post and I'll do embrace the suck. I'll post it with tonight's lessons from Ottawa. Okay. <clears throat> the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it woof. yeah, I went from that to this and it was just like, yeah. um, 
where did that like because I was sitting I was like where did that come from and why Washington ooh, why Washington DC like yeah, I could totally like I, I could see well is it, uh, it was it literally the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception that's okay. why okay it, it, it was literally and I think it has to do with Mary reclaiming her throne in America mm, wow Okay. Now I know I don't have a like my like this is obviously one of those like uh, subordinate supplemental roles on the front line, right? Uh, right. But, uh, let's be real. I'm used to being an infantryman, so this is yes. perfectly within my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. The um, you know I'm not obviously going to be the one that's driving all the rest of that, but it was literally it was DC and it was the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception, and it, it led me to believe it's about her reclaiming her throne in America. So yeah, reasonable. The um. <clears throat> But we shall see. Yeah. This is not the, the other thing for Catholics to kind of keep in mind is that I'm not thinking, oh, yeah, she's going to reclaim this, that, and the other like next year. No, nah, bro. That's not how this works. No. Now, God willing, the Immaculate Heart triumphs next year. I'd much rather give, like, I'd much rather have that Joker be like that. Oh, yeah. But, but realistically speaking, she might not reclaim her throne until 2020, you know, 2000, 2150. Right. Yep. You know, like be, the Catholic you know, laying down the groundwork. Exactly. The Catholic perspective for this, we're we're not even supposed to think in terms, like in America, we think in four years, two years, you know, a presidential term, yeah, maybe eight years at the most. Catholics, a Catholic conversion, like the actual crusade to convert a nation, is a five generation plan. Yes. A lot of people don't realize that. Like it's it's. Like we don't, hey, we're going there, and then within five generations, mm-hmm. well, that's about that's anywhere from like ninety to a hundred years, and that's a short term. Like that's the fat. That's Catholic Church moving fast is ninety yeah. to a hundred years. Yeah. So clearly, I'm going to be able to take a few weeks, at least. <laughs> I'm at least going to be able to go to church. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, talk to yeah, and talk to father. Weeks, so. and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm at least yeah. gonna have enough time to talk to my to my confessor yeah. and and my spiritual director before I jump. You know, so making, you know another thing I would recommend uh, either either a retreat or you know, uh, there's there's always the uh, you know Our Lady of Guadalupe in uh, Silver City. You oh. know, doors are open. Speaking of. Uh, the, because I had okay, so I had to buy some new rosaries. Uh huh. Um, and I've actually <laughs> so I bought three rosaries that were paracord and this that and the other had the center metal with Saint Michael. Yeah. And then they, but it was paracord and and metal beads. And I was like, cool, maybe this yeah. won't break. Awesome. I bought three of them because uh-huh. I, because I figured as much as I'd like to think that this won't break, mm-hmm. I know better. The um, well, all three broke. Good grief. And so. I worked them into a a single Psalter of Our Lady. Awesome. So I don't think they're going to break nearly as fast anymore because I've taken out all the weak die cast parts. Okay. So now now everything else is spring steel and steel wire. Okay. Uh, it's spring steel, steel wire, and then parachute cord and big old steel beads that, no joke, I, the, like the, the, the rosary actually weighs, I think, probably three or four pounds. Um, like it's like like <laughs> like if I were to actually use it as a deadly weapon, it would be assault with a deadly weapon. It'd be the first time in history that a rosary could be a legit 
physical weapon. Um, uh. But that's not the point. Um, because I had that, and that actually gets in the way at work, I had to order, you know, smaller rosaries. Um, and I thought oh, it was okay. funny that you mentioned Our Lady of Guadalupe, because on the one that I'll be wearing to work that actually has the paracord and the plastic beads and a gorgeous Coptic cross um, is the Sacred Heart and Our Lady. Yes. So, and it's specifically Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yes. So, which is a newer devotion. It's the, it's one of the newer titles uh, because obviously it's Our, Our Lady of Victory, Our La- uh, you know, like... Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of Victory, Our Lady of Guadalupe, like all of them deeply intertwined. But this is actually the first time that I specifically picked up a medal of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, uh, it's just kind of, it's been calling me. Yes. Sort of in, ever increasingly. Because I've got, you know, I've got like a bag of miraculous medals. I've got a big old four inch miraculous medal that I wear day to day. Awesome. I did not, I didn't mean for it to be for, like, seriously, like, no joke. I looked at this thing. I was like, man, it's going to look like I'm compensating for something. The, because um, <laughs> I was, because I, th- I thought I ordered the two inch one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, the f- and yeah, and the four, and the four inch one came in the mail and I'm just like, well, let me get a big old chain. Yep. And so I got a nice big steel chain and, uh, okay. <laughs> but hey, it's, at least it's not gold chain. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I don't, I don't do gold. Like my rings. I have, a, I have a ring with the image of the Sacred Heart on it. I have a ring with St. Michael the Archangel. Um, and the ring with St. Michael the Archangel is uh, titanium nitride plated. It's golden color, okay. but it's not gold. Okay. Um, and then, But they're both stainless steel rings, uh, non-mag, non-magnetic stainless steel rings. Because, uh, well, because when I was working on airplane engines, yeah. occasionally big parts would fall on my little hands. I say yeah. little hands sort of facetiously. But for some reason, I was always lucky enough that St. Michael and and St. Benedict were because previously uh, the ring that I was wearing on my on my left hand was St. Benedict. Um, But it would always land on the ring. Wow. Okay. And and so instead of getting my hand smashed, I'd I'd get like this 400 pound piece of steel, titanium steel that would land on my ring. Mm -hmm. And then I would slide my hand out and be like, hey, could you lift that up real quick? And then they lift it up and I grab the ring out from under it and be like and, and kiss it and be like, oof. At least three times my hands have been saved wow. from being crushed. I mean, you know, the conventional wisdom is, you know, mechanics don't wear rings. But yes, but the, but the, but yep. my Saint my Saint Michael's ring is a third class relic of Saint Michael. Okay, so because hey, because I yeah. the um, like it's like conventional wisdom says you don't wear big rings and this that and the other because you because you might get degloved. Exactly. Um, if I'm in a state of mortal sin, I could expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I mean, St. Michael has saved me from death more times than I can count. And I know it was him. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like it's him and my guardian angel going, all right, this, this dummy just jumped out of an airplane again. Um, let's get him to the ground safely. Uh, Only we're going to remind him that this is dangerous. We're going to land him right next to a six inch long wooden spike that's Uh anchored into the, that's anchored into the ground like concrete. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I landed not even, uh, I think it was about right about five or six inches away. And had I been six inches to my right, it actually would have gone through my back into my abdomen. Uh, I've been impaled. Exactly. <clears throat> and no janissaries in sight. Mm-hmm. The, um, sorry, that's a battle of Belgrade reference. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, this is such a, that's why I'd like when I, when I, called i was like oh man this is such a wild week yeah 
for me, yeah. this has been wild. Yeah, wow. So, anyhow, goodness gracious. We're at an hour and 20, well, going on an hour and 23 minutes. Let's go ahead and bundle this up. Um, I'm going to take one more opportunity to put in a plug uh, for my buddy, Will, who is um, still trying to raise money so that he could, so that he could rescue his daughter. Um, It's an immensely high target that he's got to reach. The, uh, I mean, he's going to have to actually end up footing about $11,000 just to reserve the services. Um, And that's the services of the investigator who will find his daughter and retain the lawyer who will start the paperwork to get all that stuff moved so that this way he doesn't have to worry too much about fighting the fight. Although the fight is still expected to take at least another at least another six months to a year, um, which is going to which is going to cost at least another twenty five thousand dollars. Wow. So I'm going to put the it is I'm going to put the link in the description of this video again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will be able to find the link if you follow me on Twitter at Mighty Colibri, M-I-G-H-T-Y-C-O-L-I-B-R-I. Um, it is the pinned tweet at the top of my profile. Um, cool. I would encourage I would encourage that if you feel uh, if you feel inclined to give anyone in the Radio Free Catholic family, please consider giving. Um, she's 12 years old. She's been without her mother for five years and her father as well. So it's literally like she's it's been five years since the death of her mother. And her father didn't find out about it until a month ago. So she's basically been without her parents for five years. Kind of a big deal. Kind of. Um, what do you got going on, Mike? Um, I'm uh, trying to figure out uh, where I'm, where I'm going to go to next. You know, I took a trip out to uh, a little town in Kansas earlier in, in December, and nice. awful feeling. Awful appealing. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. You know, but you know, there is, you know, I have my own. That's why, you know, like I, like I said, when you told that story, that uh, that that touched my heart because I got my own little girl, you know, who happens to be, you know, late thirties by now. So. Yeah, this, uh, this one. Oof, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we it's were, a- we, you know, her mother took off with her. And I was out of the picture till she was about 14. So mm. this is from, you know, from, you know, she was a little under two. And she, uh, so, oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that, that, that broke my heart that morning. So I think I was the first one that pitched in. So I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. The, um, I had I had to get paid first. The um, yeah. After after the yeah, vacation like said, and having to get ready and having to get ready and having to get ready for the uh, surgery and everything, I was just like, oh man, I don't know if I could do this. I do know. Well, I'm not going to say that yet because I get the I have the weird feeling God is really actually calling me to do this craziness. That's you know, one of my patrons is Saint uh, Joseph Benedict Labre, um, and would seem like a really appropriate thing to do kind of, kind of in honor of. So mm-hmm. it, <clears throat> I w- if you don't know the story of St. Uh, 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 St. Joseph Benedict Labre or uh, um, Benoit Benoit, as he's actually, uh, I think it's actually called, I would highly recommend you look it up. It's a really, really interesting and compelling story. Yeah, the, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so goodness gracious, it's time to go. 
Yes. Well, <laughs> this is Builder Mike and Caleb the Mechanic at Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.